Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, but officially known as a avid uh, reporter of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I will be actually doing that this week, believe it or not. Joining me, of course, is my vice mayor, my friend, and yet another avid reporter of the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's the one and only Thunderstick himself, Jesse Friedman. Are you about to break some news or something, Derek? Is no, something I don't no know about that you're about yet. to tell us about. No, is the lockout over, Derek? Yet. Do you know something that we don't? Here's what I know, Jesse. Is what I know is is that there was a a proposal, a counter proposal, if you will, offered up by MLB and the owners this weekend on Saturday, uh, and it did not go over well with the players. So what I know is things aren't looking well. But before we get to that, of course, we got to let you know that this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We get it. We know. The the Super Bowl has come and gone. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams on their win. Bigger uh, thing, congratulations to anybody who bet on Blue Gatorade, uh, like I suggested that you do. Of course, that doesn't mean that you can't go on to DraftKings Sportsbook and use our code of PHNX to get down on all of the NBA action currently going on. Of course, get down. New customers can get down on the NBA action um, and use our code of PHNX to do so. Of course, if you're not a new customer, much like myself, you can bet on the NBA single game parlays, which I have absolutely been getting into and been making a little money on, especially when it comes to the Phoenix Sun. So make sure you do that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, of course, you guys, uh, like I said, I hope you guys listened to me last week. Uh, maybe not all of my information, uh, maybe not all of my draft uh, King Sportsbook pick of the weeks were solid, but Blue Gatorade came through for us, didn't it? Blue Gatorade, uh, the official Gatorade color of the PHNX D-backs podcast. Jesse, like I said, we had some news come out this weekend. The owners, MLB, they had a counterproposal to the union and the MLB Players Association uh, sounded very pessimistic, unlike uh, uh, unlike our good friend uh, Rob Manfred. They sounded very pessimistic about this deal and what the owners offered up to the players. Yeah, the word is the word is unimpressed. That's what's uh, floating sure. around about. Uh, yeah, as far as you know, the players' reaction to uh, to what the owners came out with, and and the owners also, you know, Rob Manfred didn't do himself any favors here by coming out in advance and and kind of setting expectations for his own proposal. Right, he came out on uh, you know during the week. And had this press conference and talked about this proposal and how, you know, he felt that the next proposal coming from the owners was really going to move things forward. And then, you know, we saw what it actually was on Saturday and it really wasn't, uh, you know, they didn't really move that much. The amount of compromise uh, still is going to need to grow significantly for these two sides to become even remotely close at this point. Uh, both sides remain very, very far apart. And the announcement that Rob Manfred wasn't willing to make last Thursday about spring training being canceled, I think we're going to make that announcement pretty official uh, in short order because there's just no way this thing goes down in time uh, for when pitchers and catchers report this week. Well, what we do have is obviously spring training 
was scheduled to start, at least for the Arizona Diamondbacks, on February 26th. So we have essentially this much time. This show is dropping. And we, of course, we're we're your Valentine. So we're dropping uh, this show on Valentine's Day. Um, and this is it. This is the end of the road for the Derek Montia uh, official prediction for when the lockout would end. Tomorrow is officially Derek is wrong day. And I know Jesse's going to celebrate it uh, with streamers and open arms, but uh, <laughs> not so much. Uh, reluctantly, he's going to celebrate it because he knows he has to. However, Jesse nor I are very happy that this day is coming and going without a deal being done. Obviously, this means that pitchers and catchers will be uh, affected. They will not be reporting on time. And then it really puts us on a very, very short time frame between now and when spring training would officially start, right? We're 12 days away from when spring training is supposed to start. The first game is supposed to take place between the D-backs and the Colorado Rockies. We do not have a deal in place, and it doesn't look at this time like a deal is going to be in place. Of course, we do have the fact that spring training can be manipulated, uh, especially the training camp period can be manipulated. And there is the hope that there can be an 11th hour deal done that will re keep this spring training from being affected, thus keeping the season from being affected. The end goal right now, more than anything, is to keep the March 31st opening day date from being pushed back, right? right. But there is, again, this other very prevalent concern that baseball players need an amount of time to get prepared for the season. They can't just have a deal done on March 29th and then be ready for the season on March 31st. It's just not how baseball works, right? So there, that is right now the concern about impacting the season, impacting spring training, right? You can say you have still another month to get this deal done, but you really don't. Once you start impacting spring training, you start really having to shuffle around things as far as the players go for them getting prepared for the season. The players are doing their own thing right now. Like, right. And, and whether or not it's allowed, whether or not it's believable, whether or not, like they are organizing, they are working out, they are doing things. And I'm pretty sure that even though the team can't organize the team, the players workouts, I'm pretty sure that they can still go to the facilities and work out and use like the workout rooms and use the equipment, things like that. But I could be wrong. They might not even be allowed to do that. I mean, we're talking about a situation where we're not even allowed to have their pictures on MLB.com for Christ's sake. So, and I get that, right. It's a, it's a, it's a player's image thing. It's completely different, but at the same time, it makes me wonder if the players can still just openly work out at the facilities of these teams most of them are in Arizona or Florida right now. Most of the players, whether they're minor league or major league, awaiting the the hopeful end of this lockout so that they can just report to their teams and resume business as, as normal. We're just getting into a very dire period where that might not happen. Uh, I actually have some information in regards to that, and that's basically that I will be out at Salt River Fields this week regardless of if the lockout is um, 
over or not. Mm. Um, and there will be minor league players essentially working out um, this week if the camp doesn't, uh, if, if, you know what I mean? If, if we don't have an end to the lockout, right? So um, there will be some baseball activity. There will be some players reporting to camp as normal, but even then it's, I'm, I'm interested to see once I go out there, will the coaches be out there? Will this be other people leading them because the coaches are still part of this? There's a whole other thing right now looming over this as well, which is, uh, this lawsuit apparently that wants to restrict minor league players from getting paid during spring training. Right. Right. Like it's just a really bad look in my opinion. And I'm sure Jesse shares these feelings, but this entire time right now around baseball of, of just trying as hard as they can not to pay players for playing this game which is really weird like to say that minor league players don't deserve to get paid during spring training when they are asked to come up to camp and it's a big part of their career to be a part of the major league camp to not only be here to, for the coaches to see them and to get playing time in these spring training games but to just learn right uh, from from some of these guys that are already playing at a major league level and to gain that experience, you already pay these guys in some cases, a maximum of what? $400 a week, $600 a week. Like it's crazy to me that you're sitting here saying that you as an organization don't feel like you need to pay them for their time for reporting to spring training camp. It is pretty bizarre. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so the, the argument being made by the owners, what they've come out and said is that the players reporting to minor league spring training are, you know, they are the ones benefiting, right? They are like the it's voluntary and they're getting something out of it. Yeah. It's like, we're is. providing a service to them and they're the ones benefiting from it. Why should we have to pay them to do that? Which is just a really bizarre situation because, you know, for, I'm sure our listeners have been in, in situations like this, right? Like when you get a job and, you know, you're in the training process at the beginning of the job, you know, there might be a week or two uh, before you start working normally where they're just helping you figure things out. But you're always going to be paid for your time. They can't just they can't just bring you in and train you, but be like, yeah, you're not like really a full employee yet. This is just tryouts. That's not how it works in the real world. And that's Jesse, not how it should work in baseball. I'm usually the one making the ridiculous metaphors here, but that was an outstanding metaphor because I used to train people uh, <laughs> sure. at my prior job. And you're absolutely right. That's the best way that you can compare this to, right? Sometimes when you're training people, like I, I, like I would, people that were part of my management group would come to me for and ask me who's doing well. And like sometimes even like in the case of spring training with these young minor league players, if people were exceeding expectations or delivering at a level where they could already be an asset to the company, they were kind of plucking them even sometimes early out of training. Right. So it's like, Oh my God, could you imagine these guys coming in here and sitting here? Uh, in my case, it was three to four weeks of training before you actually hit the floor typically as an employee, right? Could you imagine asking someone to sacrifice three to four weeks of their time and not get paid for it 
and tell them how beneficial it is to learn the ways of working at this bank. And then, oh, okay, maybe (laughs) one day we'll pick up your contract and have you work on the floor as an actual employee one of these days. Like, that's nuts, right? Not to mention the fact that minor league players already don't really get compensated very well. Like, you're not talking about guys whose contracts break the bank. You know what the this this reminds me of is actually like the world of journalism and, and really any field where like making it is viewed as you know like kind of the dream I guess yeah yeah like any any situation where uh, right. where yeah you could become like this big celebrity star if you make it and and what happens in these fields is that people like to treat people. On, you know, lower on the totem pole, like dirt, right? Like until you get to that point, if you ever do, you're not entitled to anything because what you're pursuing is something that could, you know, be very lucrative for you. And so that's why, you know, journalists, interns, you know, whatnot, oftentimes don't really make a lot of money. And, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of stigma around that. It's the same thing with minor league baseball, right? Owners can, can do this because they know like, hey, these guys have a chance to make, you know, millions upon millions of dollars someday. So I'm not going to bother, you know, helping them out right now. We're going to make it really hard on them right now, even if that's, you know, completely ridiculous what that looks like. But they do it because of, you know, the stardom that could be on the other side. Uh, The problem is that most of these guys aren't going to get there, right? And so you wind up with just a whole lot of players that, uh, you know, are probably never going to see that other side. And in the moment, they're just living a, a pretty difficult situation. Jesse, you and I, I'm sure, have both been offered to be paid in exposure. And that's what this, yes. <laughs> right? That's what this feels like is like the old, we'll pay you an exposure line to journalists or content creators or anybody that's trying to, you know, be ambitious and do more with their lives. Jesse and I both come from a world where we we kind of worked hard and and, you know, didn't didn't really, we weren't given opportunities. We kind of had to make our own opportunities. And luckily for both of us, not only did that lead us here, but it led us together. And Jesse and I both have a very similar, you know, mindset when it comes to this, right? And that is that, you know, it, it sometimes, yes, it does take working for a period of time and doing it on your own. And yes, sometimes you're not going to get paid to do this, but it's a bit different. We're talking about, you know, doing, this you know talking about sports reporting on it writing articles on it having a website about it it's different when you're the athletes when you've been drafted by a team when you're part of an organization when you are a young person who's trying to work your way up uh, to the major leagues but you also have to have two jobs in order to fulfill that that dream uh jesse and i both understand that very well all too well about having to have multiple jobs to fulfill your dream and to be where you're at. It just doesn't seem right when you're a top prospect on a a major league baseball organization and in their minor league system that you would have to work that hard in order to maintain a decent life for yourself so that you can one day become a major league ball player. Right. 
Yeah, and where does it and where does it end, right? Like isn't all of the isn't all of minor league baseball really just like a benefit to the players, right? Like you're giving them I an mean, opportunity to prove right. themselves and make right. the where does like, where does that end? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. you could you could just say, "Oh, we should oh, never we don't pay need them to pay at, all. at all." Because yeah, like that that's just <laughs> obviously stupid, right? So so this none of this makes any sense. Yeah, exactly. And it's another case where honestly it makes I don't know where this doesn't make MLB look bad for coming after the minor league players like this. It's another case of major league baseball really looking greedy. It honestly, honestly, Jesse has me concerned that there's a financial issue with major league baseball because they're starting to have, I guess, kind of a desperate attitude when it comes to money. Yeah. And when you start to have a desperate attitude when it comes to money, it makes me wonder because we don't get to know their finances if there's an actual problem here with finances with the owners and with Major League Baseball. It's starting to feel like it just because of the desperation. But yeah, know. that's what uh, I, I think that's what owners want us to perceive when in, in reality, what we do know, which granted, we don't know the whole story, but you know, I mean, Forbes still publishes revenue numbers every year and and baseball teams seem to be doing okay for themselves i wouldn't wouldn't be i wouldn't be too concerned about that not to mention the competitive uh balance tax which is still something that they're very far apart uh this last negotiation on saturday the owner's counter proposal was kind of a joke like they up their number i feel like by like two million and like four million one year which is nothing close to what the players are asking for the competitive backs balance uh tax still Jesse, like, absolutely um, confuses me because it just still seems like a thing where the players are saying, like, here, let's make it bigger so then that way you don't get taxed for having a bigger payroll. And then the owners are against that. They want to be taxed for having a bigger payroll. Uh, I just I, – I don't get so many things of what is going on in this – uh, negotiation for the new CBA, and I'm not. They even want. They want like an excuse to not have to to pay players. Know, I mean, yeah, right. like that's like, that's oh, what look, it acts you know, as. It's, it it's at sort of a, and it's 260 million. We can't yeah. go over 216. Right. Right. It's and an it's excuse like, for them to to not pay as much as they might otherwise. And granted, teams like the Diamondbacks are in no way affected by this because they're not even. You know, they're not even sniffing two hundred million dollars on their payroll. But uh, but, you know, I mean, even owners at the top seem to be uh, in favor of of this sort of thing as well. That kind of gives them an out, you know, when it comes to to stretching the stretching that that final piece of their of their payroll. You're not wrong, Jesse. And you're also not wrong about your article over at gophnx.com. If you're not a member, please sign up to become a member. That way you can check out Jesse's piece on not overlooking new Diamondbacks pitcher Dan Straley. Uh, talking mostly about what uh, kind of impact Dan Straley could have, not just on the Diamondbacks minor league system, but what kind of impact he could have on the main roster as well. Um, I also, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, gave my thoughts on this lockout situation. And unfortunately, nothing has really changed. Uh, I guess the update only from my piece would be that, uh, you know, obviously Rob Manfred expressed that he has some optimism, but, I, I don't I don't even know if I believe that he's optimistic. So please feel free to go over to gophnx.com if you haven't checked it out. Sign up to become a member. You'll get a free t-shirt if you sign up to become an annual member over at the phnxlocker.com. We have some incredible t-shirts. My wife 
huge fan of her Valentine's Day gift. I gave it to her early. Uh, our anniversary is on February 9th, so we kind of have a whole five days of love between uh, our, our anniversary of the first time we went out on a date and, and Valentine's Day. So I gave it to her a bit early. She's thrilled. She's wearing the, uh, the Booker shirt right now as we speak, even though uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday as we record this. Uh, spoiler to you guys listening. Uh, of course, <laughs> you can get yourself a wonderful PHNX Sun shirt, Cardinals, hopefully D-backs. That's what we're looking for. And of course, you know, baseball season's right around the corner. So keep your eyes firmly attached to the phnxlocker.com, looking out for our new t-shirt designs to drop. Just, you know what? I don't care if lockout happens or ends or not. I'm going to make them drop them anyway. I don't care. We're getting this on. Uh, if Even if the season doesn't start for MLB, it starts for PHNX. And I'll tell you what, you can get your t-shirts over at phnxlocker.com. And if you sign up to become an annual member, you will get a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. If you're not interested in beautiful, lovely, soft, well-fitting t-shirts and saving money, uh, you can get yourself a month-to-month option over at uh, phnx, uh, gophnx.com and get your free uh, not free, but 50 cents for your first month if you choose the month-to-month option. Um, but again, uh, forget all that. Go over and get your free T-shirt at phnxlocker.com. Sign up for the annual membership at gophnx.com. Join us. Become a member. Join our Discord. Give us ideas for the show. Tell us what you want to talk about. And leave us questions, most importantly, for these days. Because today, it's not Super Bowl Sunday. It's Mailbag Monday, folks. I'm something interesting in my mailbox i try to get to everything in my mailbox and then what's in the wow there's a letter that makes me go wow wow my mailbox Always yes it's mailbag monday mailbox. and we are answering your questions over here jesse of course you were like five years old uh not even that old that's too old right am i saying <laughs> we'll, we'll call it five <laughs> we'll say we'll, we'll say we'll say five uh but our first question comes from our pal Kyle Collins and of course he's talking about football he's all since the cards aren't in the Super Bowl let's revisit the D-backs championship and he asks what are your favorite moments from the 2001 World Series uh I I know for me personally I'll never get over um personally uh Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen yeah, that was like such a big deal for me. And again, there's something about that. I like the only thing I could say, especially commenting back on the period of time where we were, uh, you know, uh, going through the uh, war, you know, World Series. I I forgot, especially reading that stupid book that I told you, I forgot how effective during the world series Kurt Schilling was over Randy Johnson. So it's like, I guess my memory kind of like changes things a bit, but Kurt Schilling really was the feared pitcher in that world series, as far as his dominance and what he was doing against the New York Yankees. Randy Johnson actually struggled just a little bit and didn't have much run support. Surprise, surprise. But I will say that Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen um, is something I'll never forget. I'll also say that Young Hyung Kim blowing the games that he did will forever stick in my mind. I I I never remember I I don't like I overreact very much so about sports. 
to say to no say I don't, to say <laughs> i overreact is an understatement i once broke a big screen tv as a small child during a son's game because i threw a remote control through it now i wasn't Wait, really intentionally, <laughs> i wasn't intentionally trying to do it i was just so angry that like i like like you know it was kind of like a wee fit kind of moment where you just like the thing slipped out of your hand it totally mm. just like i was like throwing a like my flailing my arms and the remote control just slipped out and it was one of those rear projection big screen tvs with like the plastic screen kind of for the front so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a a screen made of glass or anything like that it was like Ah. made of like it was like a screen like like a movie screen and i just the remote control just slipped right on my hands and it just punched a hole right through the screen of the tv (laughs) oh i was in big big trouble jesse i was in big trouble but um yeah i i remember being very very angry very distraught for like days like oh man the the sting because the arizona diamondbacks were so close to winning this world series and wrapping it up so many times uh and it just felt like it was destiny for it to slip away from us and for it to not happen and i remember being very much an arizona sports fan during this once Young Hyung Kim blew the games that he blew. I remember it just like it didn't matter that we had a lead. It didn't matter that it was tied. As far as I was concerned, it was over and we lost. And like, uh, I'll, I mean, honestly, I was, I was completely distraught over the, uh, the, the late inning losses that we had. So that sticks out in my mind as much as Randy Johnson being this like legendary Western folk hero that came out of the bullpen to save the day. I will. So, so yes, I was very young at the time. I don't, I don't have any actual memories in the, in the moment because of that. However, just looking back at how the series went down, let, let's, let's review this real quick. So game one, the diamondbacks come out, Kurt Schilling's on the mound. They win nine to one. It Correct. was kind of a statement game. And then they come back, Randy Johnson on the mound. They shut out the Yankees in game two, four to nothing. And then the Diamondbacks go to New York and they lose all three games in New York, all of them by one run. And obviously there's some, there's some rough young, young Kim memories baked in, (laughs) baked into those three games. Right. And then they come back to Arizona, Randy Johnson on the mound. They win 15 to two. And then it's 15 to two. Holy 15 to two. Yeah. I don't think people, I don't think people remember this. And then of course, game seven, you know, Kurt Schilling starts the game. Randy Johnson comes uh, out from the bullpen, as you mentioned. They win the series with a three-two win. But what I what I noticed there, Derek, is that the Diamondbacks actually scored way more runs than the Yankees in the series. Oh, it yeah. was a it was a oh, seven-game yeah. series. But the Diamondbacks in this series, see if I can do the math real quick, are a plus a plus twenty-three. They scored twenty-three <laughs> more runs than the Yankees did in they deserve to win that series. Yeah. It honestly the Yankees were fortunate to have survived as long as they did. There are not like you could go back through every World Series in history and I guarantee you even even some of the four zero sweeps out there that have happened were not plus twenty three. Like that is a very wide margin of victory. So the Diamondbacks really dominated the series. The Yankees just Yankees just got lucky, right, Derek? They they were they were fortunate to even 
you know, stick around as long as they did. The Diamondbacks, well, you're not fortunately, wrong. I mean, finish them off. Relief pitching once again bit the Diamondbacks in the ass, but really, that's what it came down to: was relief pitching. Sure. Not being able one to team had load. Mariano Rivera, and one team did not. Correct, which is, which is a substantial difference. Now, this World Series is important to me for my own completely other reason, which I've been talking about now, which seems like for a week, but. Uh, my wife and I, 21st anniversary, right, of us being together. We got together. Uh, our first date was the same year as the World Series that the Arizona Diamondbacks won. So wow. a big thing for me that I personally remember was watching this playoff series and the World Series with my future wife. And, I, I mean, I don't know, guys, of course, sports fans, let, let's be honest. Sometimes nothing is hotter than your significant other like being there for you uh during the ups and downs of a of, of <laughs> when a you're crucial... throwing the remote through the tv yeah exactly <laughs> right with my temper tantrums <laughs> and my you know hot and cold like uh, uh ability to watch sport events uh but yeah no i just remember it being like one of those things where uh you know my wife at times who was my girlfriend then looked at me and said like all right well we got to do this on you know, we well, let's do let's make sure we got to watch the game on Thursday and then we'll come over to my house and watch the game here on Friday. And like, man, there's nothing hotter than planning out a playoff series with your significant other uh, and when you're going to watch it and how you guys got to make sure you watch every game. Right. Like and it's baseball. So honestly, even growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends that were into baseball. Like I didn't have a lot of support. I had a couple of friends here or there that they were aware of baseball. They knew stuff about it. They watched ESPN sports center and such, but they weren't like me who like actually just randomly watched Braves games because we had TBS and they would be on, <laughs> right? Like I didn't have those kind of friends that did that kind of same stuff as me. Right. So it's like for my wife to be one of those people, for my girlfriend to be one of those people, uh, is a little bit of how I fell in love with her. You know what I mean? It's sure, that common interest sure. and it's the, uh, it's the loving, loving sports as much as I love sports, but yeah, it, it meant a lot to me. You know I mean? It meant a lot to me that year. Uh, everything that happened that year was very big for me personally, but, uh, I definitely remember, um, you know, uh, no matter what happened, you know, with my, with my little disasters, temper tantrums, I didn't break any TVs during that world series, but I do remember having my, uh, wife at my side. Uh, through the through the good times and the bad mm. during that World Series and celebrating together uh, when they won, which was an incredible moment for us. We we went out and danced in the street together, and that was uh, a, a fun moment that I'll remember because it, it, it wasn't an active street. Nobody cared that we were out there dancing, but we still <laughs> did it because it was exciting. And our Arizona Diamondbacks brought home uh, the World Series. Of course, you can bring home a championship even though – you might not be in the big game, the World Series. Uh, you, we don't know when that's going to happen. And the Super Bowl has come and gone. But you can still jump on the DraftKings Sportsbook and use our code of PHNX. Uh, new customers will get absolutely fantastic deals. Uh, and just get down on the NBA action. Like, I'm going to be getting down. New customers can get down on the same game parlays. Uh, bet on all sorts of different legs on the NBA same game parlays. Uh, you can get, uh, like, I personally like to much like the NB or the NFL same game parlays. I like to open up the same game parlay sub menus and see what options are underneath there. I mean, honestly, come on. Sometimes during the sun game, sun's game, you can get uh, one assist 
uh, added on to your same game parlay for, for someone like Chris Paul, you know that point God is going to have more than that. And by the way, I know it's not Thursday. I know I'm not giving you a DraftKings Sportsbook of the Week, but maybe, just maybe, continue to bet on the Phoenix Suns. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code of PHNX, and you will get down on some fresh NBA action. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Jesse, uh, we got more questions. Not That's not Do the it. That was a beautiful Valentine's Day story, by the way, Derek. Happy, happy well, Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. There. Yes, to everyone. And honestly, um, yes, my wife is definitely my Valentine. We started dating on February 9th. And uh maybe, maybe just maybe the reason why we were together was because we didn't want to be alone on Valentine's, and we both uh just quickly decided uh to make something happen before uh Valentine's Day came along. I don't know, but it still blossomed into 21 years of love, and we have a little girl that's 10 years old in the room next to me talking to me about boys that she wants to date at school and I'm just not ready for that. Um but <laughs> our next question from comes from our friend friend Chris the Dula. Uh Chris asks uh for PHNX D-backs mailbag uh universal DH wherein Derek broke my trust but Jesse's reaction to Yasmani pondering almost made it better uh makes the AL NL pointless. So how would you each divide teams in divisions? And she's not wrong, right? Yeah, Obviously, that's a great point. We definitely have uh, no reason to have NAL and NL to really be separate now, right? So uh, that's a good question, Jesse. How how would you divide things, especially considering we have Wests and we have Centrals and we have Easts and all these uh, divisions? Yeah. So I mean, the I, I guess the Wests are kind of stuck together and the centrals are stuck together and the East are stuck together. It's just a matter of, you know, could we, could we change the way that they're divided up between the national league and the American sure. league? So I'm, I'm going to make a few simple trades. All right, Derek, you ready for this? Yeah. So, so I am going to give the Dodgers to the AL West <laughs> and we'll take, and we'll take the Rangers. All right. Give us the range who are good, right? I mean, we still sure. have Corey Seager in the yeah. division, right? Yeah. Corey Seager's there. Oh, got to deal with Corey Seager. Yeah. All right. And then I'll also give the Giants to the AL West because I'm just that generous. And in return, uh, well, I, I don't really want Shohei or Mike Trout in the in the NL West. That's <laughs> so just, we, they're just well, too good. We'll, we'll take the Mariners because they're consistently okay, but they never make the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs for 20 years. So I feel like I, I would I would be happy bringing the Mariners over. So th those are my two moves I would I would make. Everything else is fine. We don't I don't really care about the other divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what if what if we just no longer had an, an AL and an NL? Ooh. What if we just had a three division baseball? What if we had just a West, a Central, and an East? So a West of the two Los Angeles teams, the Giants, the Padres. The Houston Astros, the Rangers, the Mariners, us, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Colorado Rockies, along with the Oakland A's. Central would be the Cubs, the White Sox, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Royals, the Reds, 
whatever the hell the Cleveland is calling themselves now, the Guardians yeah. uh, and <laughs> Twins, Detroit Tigers. I don't know Pittsburgh, and then the Braves, Yankees, Mets, Boston, Orioles, Washington Nationals, Phillies, Toronto. Uh, Tampa Bay and Miami all in the East. And there's your three divisions, just three divisions. Mm. No more. That, AL, would be, no more NL. that would be interesting. But like, how do you do the playoffs? Like, like if the world series isn't between the, you know, the team that wins out of the American league and the team that wins out of the national league, I guess you question. just, I guess it's like a, I it's, it's just like a playoff bracket. Like you take the first top, you know, 12, 14 teams, whatever the, whatever the lockout turns out to say, I guess, I guess well, when the what lockout was, is over the new CBA, whatever that turns out to be. The, the owners were proposing 14 teams, right? right? But the players proposed 12. Yeah. Right? That's, that's currently the where the negotiation stands. Yeah. Which is really weird. Like, again, I don't know how the 12 would work six on one side, six on the other. I guess that makes sense as far as everybody playing someone else in the first round yeah there wouldn't be a buy and so it's right. a little cleaner it's kind of a cleaner bracket it's cleaner but honestly when i think about it i really like it's it's kind of like one of those things that initially i was like how does this work with the extra team in each division you got seven and seven i mean it it is still weird because you've got i mean with the other with the other route one team has a buy on each side but then but after just, the first round then you're left with four teams Whereas right, but, if, if you go a 12 team setup, it is weird because you have, you have three, three teams, teams left on each side. And then it's like, what the heck do we do with three teams? So that it's right. really a fair point. 12 teams. I don't think makes a whole lot of sense at all. Right. Not only does it not make sense there, but to be honest, I got on board with the fact that one team in each league deserved something for having the best record. Sure. And we don't really do that right now. Right. But that's yeah, something it doesn't really that, matter that much. Right. But it makes so much sense to me because this 162 game season is a goddamn marathon. And we don't really we don't really reward whatever team in each division makes it to the end with the best record for anything other than yeah. winning their own personal division. Right. It's a great that's point. It. Yeah. I'm and and I, I like that. I like that. Not only does it make the playoffs cleaner because then it makes the next round four teams. But I think it also just really adds that sense of what are we playing for after a certain point? And I'm not talking about when a team is in a dog race like the Giants and the Dodgers were this past season, right? Where they're one season split and they're literally fighting for the division. I'm talking about when a team has a 16 game lead over second place right? and we're in September. What are they still fighting for at that point? Sure. What's to keep them from just benching their star players and getting rest until we reach the postseason? Nothing, right? Other than they want to win this, you know, first place title that gives them some sort of benefit come the postseason. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I really like that idea. I, I don't support a lot of things that the owners want, but I do support a lot of the owners' ideas, to be honest, for making baseball better. And I know at times it's self-serving. I know at times it's for the owners and MLB to make more money. But at times, the things that they want to do make sense, right? Like, I don't know sure. who particularly uh, instigated the DH talk, for instance. But I think the DH 
universal DH is, is, is great. And I think expanding the playoffs is, is very smart. These are things I'm on board with. So again, um, I'm not completely against the owners, but the owners definitely seem like they do not want at this point to, uh, to open up the, the pocketbook in any way and compensate players outside of, you know, some very rigid contracts that are set in place. And for young players, not maybe, maybe not super fair contracts, but um, Jesse, we got one more question before we go. I know we try to get three in. I know it's the end of the show, so I'm going to make this one quick, but uh, our friend Greg Littleton asks on Twitter, Greg7795, is it too early to talk about extending Zach Gallon? He's coming off a down year and might be open to a team-friendly deal, which is right up Mike Hazen's alley. Your thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, so Zach Gallon right now, you've you've still got a number of, of years of team control over Zach Gallon. So right now, he is controllable through 2025 so you have four seasons of zach gallon remaining which is substantial it is quite rare in this game to to extend someone you know this early in the process and we've seen it done right i mean we've seen some pretty insane things that a few other teams have done way before players even hit free agency right like what the padres just did with tatis for example um but i i don't think the batter are are to go that route yeah control is is a lot and i don't know if zach gallon would really be either because he's a really good pitcher and and right now he's not at peak value uh given the down season that he just had like you mentioned you're absolutely right and and like you said he's he's gonna make five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars next year zach gallon knows he's yeah worth more than that and you know this to to be honest this is kind of what we're talking about where these young players are uh you know still under their first year contract their rookie contract they're still in their early years they know they're worth more they know what their market value is going to be for but they're still under team control teams are trying to control them under this lower dollar amount for as long as possible and that's kind of what this whole fight is over for is kind of like it's not it's not about the security for young guys that are kind of average or below average once they hit the major leagues and they're not doing well but teams believe in them and think they have a long-term future it's for guys like zach gallon that to be honest the minute that they hit major leagues they started being an impressive contributor to the marlins to the diamondbacks zach gallon yeah. set a record for the most starts with three runs or less allowed in major yeah. league history right so i mean there's a lot of value to someone that's that consistent and that has that ability to not give up more than three earned runs per outing. Like that's, that's an incredibly valuable asset to a lot of major league teams, but yeah. Zach Gallon's still not getting the money that somebody that is performing at that level deserves. Yeah. I think the the reason that you might not look to do with gallon, what we've seen other teams do with some of their young best players is that, you know, Tatis broke into the majors at such a young age. I want to say he was 20 or 21. Uh, similar situation with Cattell Marte, uh, who the Diamondbacks jumped on really early and extended before he even hit free agency. He was also, I believe, 21 when he broke into the majors with the Mariners. So if, if a player breaks into the majors at 21, 22 years old, 
that means they're going to hit free agency when they're 27 or 28, most likely. And at that point, you still want you still want their age 29 season. You probably still want their age 30 season. But with Zach Gallen, he's going to hit free agency at age 30. And I don't know if we if we know enough about him as a pitcher yet to know for sure that you want his age 31 season and his age 32 season, right? Like that's another level of betting on a pitcher as much as we love Zach Gallen. So sure. I think even from the Diamondbacks standpoint, there's there's probably some rightful hesitation on something like that. But more importantly, there's hesitation on Gallon's part. He wouldn't want to sign. Yeah, right yeah. Now it's really a non-starter for. Yeah, I don't think either side would have much interest in it at this point. I agree with that. I agree with that. And another thing I agree with is you guys checking out Athletic Greens. By the way, uh, I know our partner uh, has a product that I have been using consistently. I have talked about it a bunch because honestly. <laughs> it's just been working incredibly well for me. Uh, I've been trying to take better care of myself, and a big part of it has been using Athletic Greens every single day. Uh, I've been using a scoop of Athletic Greens. My wife has because uh, she's on a diet that requires her to take so many greens per day, so she likes it because uh, she gets that taken care of first thing in the morning. Uh, I like it because it makes my wife uh, happy that I'm taking care of myself. And when she's happy, uh, I'm happy. You guys know how that goes, especially my married friends out there. But uh, you're basically absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, force, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and I'm not even going to guess how to – adaptions? I don't know how to say that word. I'm trying my best here. <laughs> but all sorts of stuff, all sorts of good stuff. And, uh, again, I am terrible at taking care of myself, but luckily – I have my friends over at Athletic Greens helping me take care of myself uh, with just one scoop of uh, their super greens every day. It's uh, I'm, I'm getting better sleep. Uh, I know this all sounds ridiculous because, to be honest, <laughs> I don't even believe it. But Derek is just a better man. With I, well, like okay, like again, <laughs> I'm I'm very reactionary, Jesse. I I don't like I don't take things to make sure like I head off bad feelings at the past. I'm more like oh, I got some heartburn. I need to take some tums, and then it's like oh, the tums didn't work. Now I got to take an acid reducer. Like I have some medical issues that definitely have gone unlooked at by my medical professions and other people. <laughs> again, I can't say this enough. I don't take good care of myself, but luckily, Athletic Greens has been helping me and. It's honestly been great. It's been weeks since I've taken uh, an acid reducer or Tums, and that's just my own personal issue. I'm not, not sure exactly how Athletic Greens can help you uh, <laughs> with all of your issues or anything, but I've been getting great sleep, and honestly, there's just rave reviews coming out from Athletic Greens, over 7,000 five-star reviews, cost you less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health, and really, that's what it's all about, trying to take better care of ourselves, so uh, to make it easy for you right now, Athletics, Athletic Greens is going to give you uh, one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Uh, think, Just think, vitamin D, vitamin Derek is what you're thinking there. And five free travel packs <laughs> with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash diamondbacks. That's athleticgreens.com slash diamondbacks. Um, and take ownership of your health. Pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And you know what? If if you don't do it for yourself, do it for me and Jesse. We want you to be here for a long time. We want you to be a part of our PHNX family for a while. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, and we, we appreciate you guys giving us not only your time, not only taking care of yourselves, but giving us your questions. 
uh, our mailbag Monday episodes would not be uh, as wonderful if it wasn't for you guys. So we thank you again. Uh, please make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX phnx underscore sports that's on twitter instagram and facebook uh please subscribe to us on your favorite audio podcasting app leave us a five-star review if you haven't done so already we are thankful for you doing so Uh, and please go over to our youtube over at phnx sports and subscribe there make sure you sign up for notifications that way you don't just miss our show don't miss our show don't miss any of our show don't miss any of this amazing content coming out from the phnx team Uh, We thank you guys again so much for it. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we hope you guys had a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. But more importantly, we hope you had a wonderful Mailbag Monday. We thank you guys again for tuning in. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when the Gatorade is blue, baby!